Hey everyone, welcome back to the Female Boss Podcast. This is your host, Ara Gonzalez. And in today's episode, I'm going to interview the one and only Forbes Riley, the woman that is the master of the perfect pitch, the one that sold over $2.5 billion on infomercials. Isn't she just so beautiful and sweet? How old are you? 22. Just getting, no, no, but it's so, I remember being 22 and I wish that I had social media and all of this. I would be Oprah by now. Yeah. So I love what you are doing. Thank Again, you, you keep so going. Much. I'm just going to interrupt you. It's okay. Well, guys, I'm so excited to have Forbes here today. I have really tried to get real entrepreneurs who can share a lot of value to the Female Boss podcast. And the fact that I have Forbes Riley right here, it's a dream of mine literally coming true. The truth is I am an infomercial host and a late night TV host. Uh, who's also an actress, and we'll talk about a lot of that stuff. Uh, but why am I here? Because I have that true entrepreneurial spirit. I was raised, I wanted to be an actress, and I wanted to be a dancer, and, and I'm here. So a lot of what we're gonna talk about today is how you may have a dream, I'm gonna coach you to achieve it, we're gonna talk about my life, we're gonna answer some questions, we're gonna find out how you got here. Okay. Because I think that's important for every young girl to go, hey wait, how does this whole thing work? How are you sitting in Forbes Riley's TV studio? <laughs> yeah. And there's a real, important thing that you need to know that we are sitting in my television studio and you need to know this very few people get to do this yeah okay it is how you showed up at this event and you looked at me after my speech and you made me by your energy want to help you oh thank you you're welcome awesome. <laughs> now let's get on with the podcast <laughs> so yeah just like she was saying she is a celebrity tv host an author, a motivational speaker, and yes, I love your speech. <laughs> well, now, so explain, yeah. so I get on stage, what did you love about my speech? Well, literally everything about the self-pitch and how real you were. She was very authentic. Like, you could tell that she had a very strong character. She was very confident, but at the same time, you could tell that she had a great heart. Well, I have she... a real problem with public speaking. Not mine, everybody else's. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Yeah, Somewhere in I school, agree. they told you to do a speech, and it has a beginning sentence and an ending sentence. Oh, you know what? I don't think that's what people want. True. They don't want to hear something that you read. When somebody reads, even at an award show, I'm bored out of my mind. You have to trust that everything that got you to this point should allow you to speak and say what you need to with energy, with passion, with meaning. And every time you get a microphone and a chance to speak, take it. Make it worthwhile. Uh, but most people don't. They get up there and they say what they wrote five weeks ago and they don't really notice that there's human beings in front of them who might not be what they planned, who might need a little something different. And that's one of my specialties is really speaking from the heart. I know what I want to say. Sometimes I never get to it. Yeah. Why? You know, because the mood, it, it strikes me. Um, but I will share something with you that I wasn't always this person. So where did you grow up? In Venezuela. And I just had a man here yesterday, Goose, from Venezuela. And he's very sad because he may not see his abuela again because he can't go back. Yeah, silent. So <laughs> what was it like for you growing up? What, were you, what did you want to be? Uh, I wanted to be an actress, actually. <laughs> an actress or a doctor. I was oh, I had so many different things in my mind that I wanted to do. I did acting for a long time, but I never really did it professional. Then about a year and a half ago, I started getting into entrepreneurship and it's crazy because I actually learned how to use my acting skills, everything that I had learned, and you know how to do sales now, how to build. What a surprise! I use yeah. my acting <laughs> communication skills to be yeah. an outstanding entrepreneur. Yeah. Want to know how come I'm so good? I know improv. I know cameras. I yeah. know lighting. I know scripts. Wow! 
And then there's a thing called show business. Oh. Some people only do the show. I was really good at the business part. Wow. And I did movies and television. But I will tell you, I never got to the level of a Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. I got to star in movies. I got to star on Broadway. But somehow it didn't quite click. And I don't know if you know all these stories, but I finally got the lead in a TV series called wow. Fashion House. Shot the whole pilot, loved it. In fact, the boy who played my son was engaged to Lady Gaga. Taylor Kinney is on Chicago Hope right now, or Chicago <laughs> Fire, or one of those. But I wasn't famous enough. And the network said, we're gonna replace you with somebody else. Hmm. Well, then my agent said to me, I'm gonna let you go. I said, what do you mean you're gonna let me go? I just got the lead in a TV series. Wow. He said, yeah. He said, but you're not famous in the acting world. You're famous in this infomercial world. And then he said to me, why don't you brand yourself? And if you want to act, make enough money and buy your own movie. Wow. Awesome. I pretty much said F you in my head. <laughs> no, I did. That was not what I wanted to. I, I, I wanted my agent. I wa yeah. So I walked out the door, and this is lesson number one for you guys. Okay. I personally believe that I've never seen a burning bush. God's never called me on the phone. I wish he would, but he doesn't. <laughs> but I think people speak to you. God speaks to you through people. And so when you hear a message from somebody, that's what, I, that's what you heard from me, mm -hmm. that resonates, you're like, maybe that's what God, okay, I'll take that. So I picked up my whole, I had two little babies, twins, three years old at the time, and I moved from California over to Florida on my own and sat in my apartment and said, hmm, what does it mean to brand yourself? What does it mean to brand yourself? What does it mean? This was 10 years ago, there was no brands. And I came up with something goofy. I started to add up how much money my television shows had grossed. Mm -hmm. One infomercial did 100 million. My one day on home shopping did a million dollars and it added up and it added up to two million, two billion dollars. Like yes. I kept going. <laughs> I have, well, cause you have to understand. Yeah. You probably saw me on TV. The Jack LaLanne Power Juicer aired in 80 countries for eight years and it sold one billion dollars worth of product. That was my show. So I added all that up and I said, I am the two billion dollar host. Yeah. And when I did that, everything changed a little bit. Number one, I stood up a little taller Instead of wanting to be an actress, I was like, I am this. And it helped me start on a path of helping other people, finding products that I put my name on. It made me do this. And this is funny because you're meeting this 10 years into the journey. Wow. Day one wasn't so pretty. Year two wasn't so pretty when I'm on US Customs trying to save 44,000 units of this by hand blacking out a mistake that we made before they threw out my units. Um, I did sell 1.2 million of these in one day, though in 24 hours I sold wow. 61,000. Wow. So I've had up and down and up and down. So for those of you who think that being a successful entrepreneur is an overnight success, you're right. It took me <laughs> 20 years to get to be an overnight success. <laughs> True. <laughs> I read that in less than eight months you had sold like 500,000 of them. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> there's a couple of things that you guys need to know. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting. When you go online, and you see all these entrepreneurs going, I made seven figures, eight figures, nine figures. You have to be very careful to ask, how much money did you spend to make that much money? Ooh, now, for those entrepreneurs that know what I'm talking about, when you have a product online now and you buy media, so I did an infomercial with a gentleman who said he made $200,000 on Facebook ads in one month. He did, I was very excited about that. That infomercial that we did grossed $15 million. Wow. <clears throat> now, what this young man forgot to tell me and I didn't know this, this is many years ago, is that he spent 150,000 in ads. Oh. So how much did he really make? He made $50,000. Now that's darn good for one month, but I gotta tell you, 
He'd said 200,000. You have to be very careful when you say that. So yes, did I gross $1.2 million in a day? I took home half of it. Wow. Let me tell you, I got a $694,000 check. It was pretty nice. <laughs> still, still pretty cool. <laughs> right, but it wasn't in 24 hours. Yeah, it took course. me four years to get to the 24-hour moment. Yeah. So my advice to you guys, good lesson number two, is find people to study with. Watching podcasts like this allows you to meet people, allows you to meet a Grant Cardone or a Gary Vee or a Lewis Hauser. Wait, those are all guys. Screw it. How about you meet Forbes Riley? There's not enough women who have come forth just yet. It will happen. You're part of that generation that say, wait a second, what about me? And I have this thing called hashtag watch me. I have a feeling probably people told you in your life, who do you think you are? That you should go to America or that you should be successful. Oh yeah, for sure. Right, and it was, it was kind of hurtful, wasn't it? Yeah, especially when they were saying that because I was a woman. Hashtag watch me. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> no, because that's what it is. Yeah. Part of it is, and I, I think I love men. I absolutely love men. And I also love women. But I do think there's a little confusion going on about what do you do if you're a powerful woman? How are you treated? How do you want to be treated? Because there's a very funny thing that you will learn. You're only 22 and I'm more than double your age. That even though I'm strong and powerful at home, I'm a little pussycat. <laughs> I want my man to be strong. I want to I wanna just be the girl. I didn't do that for a long time. I was the tough girl all the time. And I'd come home and I'd be that way. And it's exhausting. You have to find, and even for men too, the feminine and the masculine side of you. You find there's times where you're kind of more masculine and more feminine. Yeah, it happens. But people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. And so often, the conf it's confusing to the men. They're like, I don't know what to do with her. Do I buy her dinner? Do I open the door? Do I insult her? So... Find your feminine, dress fun if you want to, or dress like a boy if you're Ellen and you want to be dressed like a boy. I don't care what you do, but I think you have to find your own balance to be happy. And here's another tip number three. You get what you tolerate. If you let people walk on you, they will. If you let people take advantage of you, if you let people be scared of you, they will. You teach them how to behave with you. Yeah. But so often you don't realize it, so you just bitch and moan. Like, oh, that person treats me terrible. There's only one person you can change, and it's you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So have you noticed that when you change your attitude, their attitude changes? Yeah. Well, it's crazy. I, I never share this online or anywhere. But, yeah, I, I used to be in, in, in a relationship where it was, it was pretty tough, and I was only 19 to 21. It was uh, up until last year. And I swear, I thought that my, you know, my, the, the way that my parents raised me was that I had to be respected all the time, but I had let somebody else do, you know, like all types of things to just tell me any, you know, anything that he wanted to tell me and make me feel bad. And this was so bad. And I could not believe that I was in this place. I never you brand yourself as somebody who is authentic and shares the pain of being real and vulnerable your audience will fall in love with you more than they already wow. have. I teach a class called Forbes Factor Live. It's a five-day class. You know who comes to me? And it's a business class. It's a, it's a breakthrough class. People who've been molested, hurt, raped, dumped. I had a girl who's dumped in a garbage can. Are you kidding me? So wow. when we have, we sit literally in this room and share stories that would make your hair curl. One of my girls was in 12, her mom was killed when she was two, dad was killed when she was 12. She was in 12 different foster homes and raped in every one of them. Wow. She shared this. You know why? Because it's not happening right now. Because she survived it. You have really two choices. You can either die 
kill yourself and say this is just too bad and I'm sure in moments you might have thought that might have been the only way out yeah. or you say I'm gonna get through this because lesson number four life happens for you not to you I don't care what he did to you you're here he's not and you're okay and you're still really young what you don't want to hear is the woman who I talked to who has spent 20 years in that kind of a relationship, who was had cigarettes put out in her, who was told that she was a piece of crap, who had children that were also abused. You're not that, and you will never be that. And now people who are listening to you are going, wow, maybe I should leave. Maybe you should write in and say, hey, how did you leave? Can you help me? And you've opened your heart so that more people will want to know how you can be a part of their lives. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think the way that I left, although it took me a long time because there were so many times where I was like, okay, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out of this. Mom, help me, please. Like, I need to get out of this. And she would tell me, okay, do you want me to pick you up? Do you want me to help you? I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to continue. I would do this and I would just go through this cycle all over again until one day, um, I just, honestly, I got started into like different companies, entrepreneurship, and I started to meet different people who were very very successful and it was so inspiring I was like what am I doing suffering every single day for a guy that doesn't even value me like what am I doing I need to speak out and I need to really like help other women and help other people and it just you know create an empire and you know succeed so that's when it happened it was just like that I didn't cry one day when I left I was so happy I was so happy and you know I have never been back to that experience or that person it's been just so many good things after that you know um and the reason why why i started crying on her during her um speech it was because she literally made a moment of silence for her dad and like a week before that i was just in the ceremony of my dad because he had just passed away like um two months ago now so I had told her like, oh my God, like that was so good. Like it really touched me mm -hmm. um, because I had never expected that, you know, it was something that happened out of nowhere. And now um, it's, it's like I'm thrown with all these things, you know, by God, by the universe and not because they're bad, but maybe because it's something that is supposed to happen. Anytime. I think everything happens and you have to find the reason. Mm, true. So it happens and you go, huh? How do Why? I make this work for me? Okay, case in point. I, when I was 31 years old, met the man that I was gonna marry and we got this little eight-year-old kid from South Central. He's black, very, very angry little kid. And for 12 years, Dexter, we got him every weekend. Okay. Went on every vacation, slept at our house, was my son. Right after I gave birth to my twins, I have two babies who are now 16. Uh, he was walking on a Sunday from his haircut to church right outside USC in Los Angeles, a very nice neighborhood right next to a very ghetto neighborhood. And a kid jumped out of a car and shot my boy 10 times in the back and left him for dead. What? So my Dexter right out was murdered, left on the street to die by himself. That's a bad day. That was a bad three years trying to find the guy who killed him who's now spending 52 years to life in jail. And I will tell you, why did that happen? Well, I'll tell you why that happened. Uh, it happened because the kid who killed him didn't have a mentor, didn't have somebody who cared about him and he wanted to get into a gang. Whose responsibility is that? It's all of ours. Our society sucks. We throw away people. We do terrible things to people. Why did it happen? It's because we don't care. Now, I love my Dexter. I'm very, very sad, but I will tell you, because that happened to me, I'm an advocate now for mentors, for 
better, better, better activities after school. I mean, our current president just cut after school activities. There's no art or music or, or, or fun things in school. You go to learn science and math and a language and science and math and you take a test. It's boring as shit. My two kids are junior, uh, they're sophomores now. They hate school. It's horrible. They're both A students, but they're like, mom, this is, this is not fun. So what do you expect kids to do who don't have a family to go home to, who go to school in the morning and they're hungry because dad left and mom's doing two jobs? What do you expect in a society where we treat people like this? They're gonna come and hurt somebody that you love. In my case, they did. So I get to be an advocate and I think about Dexter all the time. Uh, he's not the only person that I've lost to murder. I had a dear friend of mine who worked as a pharmacist in Long Beach Hospital in the pharmacy his coworker was getting fired. It's also an interesting issue in our society. Came in, shot my Hugo in the face, shot another guy and killed himself. I'm gonna tell you something. Life happens for you, not to you. How do you get out of bed if those things happen to you? You get out of bed because you know that now becomes my responsibility to stand there and talk and inspire people and raise awareness because there are really bad things. I did my radio show today and one of my guests was sex trafficked. She was a virgin, she was held at gunpoint and raped in a hotel room repeatedly, then told they were gonna kill her entire family, threatened her, she got out of it eventually, but she was sex trafficked. You know how much of that goes on? Let me tell you something, she's on a mission, so we have convinced her that that happened to her for a reason, because she's a massive advocate now. Wow. If it hadn't happened, and by the way, it's not happening now, I miss my Dexter, I miss my parents, I miss a lot of people who've passed away, but I'm on fire. Yeah. Because you're only here for a short period of time. So being an entrepreneur is nice, but a better question is what are you going to do to affect change in the world? Who do you get to be as an example to the world? And that's why I still get out of bed every day and put on all my makeup and go to events and speak to people and make you cry because I know I can because I was an actress. But I'm on a mission of waking people up. We are letting... It feels as though in the world there is good and evil. And the good guys fight really hard because the evil guys have guns. Did you see the news two days ago about the girl who got into the wrong car thinking it was an Uber? Yeah, I heard that. Well, wow. beyond hearing it, there's a surveillance videotape. I watched it this morning and I don't know that I'm ever gonna be the same. There's a whole group of college kids and she'd walked over here like you would walk, pretty long, straight hair, on her phone, not really noticing. Car drives up, she gets in. We see this, it's like a freaking movie. She gets into the car. I guess there were child locks. When she figured it out, she couldn't get out. And the next day, she's dead. Is that you? Is that your best friend? Uh, was that guy just waiting for an opportunity to kill someone? Yeah. I don't understand what's going on with the world. So it's a little scary out there. So one of the things that we get to do is we bring happiness, raise awareness, um, have a glass of wine. <laughs> so I created what's called the greatest fitness product on the planet. Yeah, it's yes. called a spin gym. And that sounds, looks like this, but I, when I created this, nobody wanted it. Nobody thought it was a good idea. I went on a reality show and I was made to cry. I was told to go home. And I've now sold two million of these things. Yes. And I created this and it comes in a beautiful bag and a book and a DVD. And my hope is that we get everybody who's sitting in an office chair, who spends a lot of time in front of the computer to get fit, right? So would your audience like if I gave you one of these to give away? You yes, think this one, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is cool, right? So this one is in purple. That is for you. I'm gonna give you that to give away to your Here. audience. I then have a couple of other gifts. Who wants to what get would you like moving forward in your life? What would you like permission to do? To crush my dreams. Permission to crush her dreams. Okay, I got a little story for you, ready? 
So you ever see a movie called The Wizard of Oz? It's a very famous movie in America about these four crazy people. A scarecrow, a tin man, a lion, and a little girl who, because of a hurricane, ended up in the land of Oz. And they all want something. Lion wants courage, tin man wants a heart, scarecrow wants a brain, and she just wants to go home. And they can't do that on their own, so they seek out the wizard, because the wizard can give them those things. They finally find the great Wizard of Oz. And it turns out it's a light show, and it's a little guy pulling strings. It's a very small little man. There is no Wizard of Oz. Hmm. And then he says to them, what do you want? I want courage. I want a heart. And they're all scared of him. And he says, well, I can't give that to you because I'm not really a wizard, but I can give you something. You know what it is? The knowledge that you already have it inside of you. I'm going to give you permission to have courage, lion. I'm going to give you permission to have a heart that you already have. I'm going to give you permission to have a brain and little girl, click your heels and go home. And so I'm going to give you permission to crush your dreams. Now, you don't need my permission, but it's kind of nice to have. <laughs> so for me in my life, I never really ask for permission. I've never had a job. I've always gone through the back door. I've always managed to figure out on my own how to do things. So I created this little steel card, right? And what does that say here? I hereby grant you permission to... And then you fill in the blank. Right. You could write in, crush your dreams. You could write in every day and just look in the mirror. I hereby grant you permission to be the most amazing influencer ever. It feels good. Now, the back of the card says the card never expires. What else does it say? It's replaceable, transferable, and might maybe used at any time as often as needed. But caution. This card is to be used for good, not evil. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so you take this and you put this in your wallet. And any time that you need courage or you need to think that you have to ask somebody else's permission to be successful, you take it out, you look in the mirror, and you say it to yourself, I hereby grant you permission to fill in the blank. Nice. And so that is for you, and I will give one for you to Aww, give away. Oh, thank you. But wait, there's more. I'm an <laughs> infomercial host, right? Okay, so one of the fun things, I'm in my studio. I have all these gifts for you guys. Why not? Um, Strong Women. This is a book, a compilation. Have you ever been in a book with like lots of other people called the compilation book? This is, we all, we all participated in this book nice. and there's yes. lots and lots of women. And this one has to do with swords. So anyways, thank you so much for being here today, Forbes. I'm so excited about this podcast and super grateful. Uh, if you guys want to listen to another podcast, please just check out the link that I'm going to leave down below. May 17th to the 21st, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at the five-day uh, transformational training in Tampa, May 17th through the 21st. 21st. And I yes. will tell you something else that you do. In my classroom, people make money. They make between $500 and $5,000 in an hour and a half as part of the training. Ooh, nice. So if you want to make money, break through, have a better life, learn how to pitch and hang out with um, uh, Forbes Riley, this is the only way you can do it. Unless, of course, you're Anna and you're lucky enough to sit in my studio. Okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys for tuning into this podcast. We're super grateful and we hope to see you the next time. Goodbye. Bye.